0: Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I was wrong about something yesterday, and I have to make a correction. Let me take a sip of my coffee. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not used to doing this. It's a weird, weird place for me. So yesterday, I guess my eyes are going bad, or I couldn't believe I was reading it. So yesterday, I was doing a story, and we'll we'll go maybe a little deeper into it today uh, later in the program. <clears throat> Because I want everyone to hear my correction, right? I mean, if I'm going to make, I'm man enough that when I'm wrong about something, which never happens, that I, you know, I will, I will, um, I will correct. Yesterday, I reported to you, uh, based on a story from the Washington Free Beacon, that Raphael Warnock's church, the church that he oversees, that's apparently in the real estate business, was evicting a tenant for twenty eight hundred dollars. In back rent. I was wrong about that. It's $28. I mean, I, I comma zero, you know, comma period. Like I guess, I guess my brain never would have thought that a church would evict somebody for $28 in back rent. $28.55 to be exact. I mean, maybe if it was $28.54, the person would have been all right. But it was 28 dollars. The same church is giving, giving Raphael Warnock their, their pastor 7,417 dollars a month in a housing allowance on top of his salary. That is the uh, what is this church? The Ebenezer Baptist Church. Isn't that the church where Martin Luther King? Because the building is called Martin is called MLK Village. So they are evicting somebody for $28.55 in back rent. I guess my brain thought that was (laughs) $2,855. It's it's $28.55. Herschel Walker, by the way, has offered to pay the back rent of the other people that are being evicted as well. And the media is... Last night I was flipping the channels I was watching watching a CNN and Anderson Cooper went to their correspondent in Atlanta and essentially, their coverage was, we know he did it because he's a Republican. he obviously paid for this but he's in denial. Now when Democrats deny something, that's it, right they just denial that. Clearly, he's a Democrat, she's a Democrat, didn't do it. Democrats don't do these things. Herschel Walker's a Republican, backed by Trump. And they just kept doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on his denials. He says, I didn't make this woman get an abortion. This is a lot. Now, this woman is still unnamed. Still unnamed, we have no information. But the media is reporting this is absolute fact. Now, there's no effort to get a black man. Because if you're a Republican, you're not a black man. You're you're not allowed to be a Republican if you're black. Do you hear me? You're not allowed to be a Republican. It's not that Republicans don't want you. It's not that Republicans don't have a big tent. The difference between the Republican tent and the Democrat tent, or at least the conservative movement, is there's no shiny objects. There's no shiny objects. There's nothing woke. There's no free stuff. You know, organic diversity is great, but you're not allowed to be a. Able- it's not because. Republican. it's because Democrats have made this unacceptable. And if you dare to step over the line, bud, they're going to put a boot on your neck. They don't like these black women like Tamika Hamilton who are running for Congress. They don't like these black candidates like Herschel Walker. They don't like people like Byron Donalds. They don't like these people. Do you notice they go out of the way to not, not acknowledge them if they're not trashing them? There's a Hispanic woman running for attorney general in Texas, and they're calling it historic. This would be historic. Historic. What did Myra Flores get? The rise of the far-right Latina. Nothing historic about the first woman born in Mexico to win a house seat. That was not historic. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, historic as hell. That was historic. History was made. Oh, my God. There'll be no history, history-making moment. If Monica de la Cruz, Cassie Garcia, Myra Flores winning re-election, Yesley Vega, Ana Paulina Luna, Catalina Loff, if they all win, if there's six young Hispanic women all elected as conservative Republicans, there'll be there'll be no balloons and no champagne in the media. There'll be no deep dive into their biographies why they ran, what was so compelling about them. In the case of Yesley Vega, because she's told me the story. Her brother was targeted by gang members who were going to kill him. Well, they weren't members yet. They were trying to be members as part of their initiation. And after that, she decided to become a police officer. Do you hear that story in the mainstream media? Officer Vega? Nah, no you didn't. Did you hear about Ana Paulina's service in the United States Air Force? Of course not. Do you hear about Myra Flores being born in Mexico? No, not really. These candidates are forced down and forced out by the media. The only acceptable, the only acceptable party for blacks, Hispanics, Asians, Jews, is the Democrat party. But they're extreme Margaret. Have you noticed there's no, there's no extreme Democrats, no matter what comes out of Ilhan Omar's mouth or Rashida Tlaib's mouth or Bernie's mouth, there is no such thing as an extreme Democrat. Nothing they say is ever radical, never goes over the line. Everything they say is right in the mainstream. Even if they want to trap you in single payer, trap you in government housing, trap you in government transportation, they've already trapped you in government education and government retirement. And what else do we have going on? We're this close, right? Vance looks like he's going to beat Ryan. Laxalt looks like he's going to beat Mastro. And now Mitt Romney. Kelly Chewbacca is going to be on the program a little bit later. We're going to talk about how Mitch McConnell is trying to sink her candidacy. Now we've got Mitt Romney trying to sink Mike Lee for Evan McMullen. Mike Lee. My, is Mike Lee now out of step with the establishment? This constitutional lawyer? Mike Lee is no longer, Mike Lee is no longer acceptable. So Mitt Romney is doing exactly to Mike Lee what Mitch McConnell is doing to Kelly Chevalier. Why don't they just say they want to lose? Why doesn't Mitch McConnell just come out and say, look, I've got an agreement with Chuck Schumer. I'll sink the Republican majority and he'll give me everything I want. You know, you know, let me tell you something. Mitch McConnell is closer to Chuck Schumer than any conservative Republican running right now. Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer are in this together. They've known each other for decades. They know what each other wants, what each other needs, and they're willing to give it to them. Because Mitch McConnell, you know what Mitch McConnell probably said to, to, to Chuck Schumer? If, uh, if uh, these new conservatives get elected, I'm not going to be majority leader. Mitch, it's okay. Here's what you do. You go out there, you, you back Murkowski, and you back McMullen, and you back the loyalists. And then, you know, what happens is when I'm majority leader again, I'll give you all what you need. And everybody's happy, right? When people say the Uniparty, they ain't kidding. McConnell and Schumer are in this together. But the difference is, the difference is even though Bernie's a headache, he's not a radical, right? Lifelong communist, visits the old Soviet Union, is a Marxist through and through, but Mike Lee and Kelly Chavaca are a danger. You know, you've got McConnell out there lying about her government service as an Inspector General. You know that she was one of the people in various federal agencies that would over, you know, look out for the waste, fraud, and abuses as an Inspector General. And now McConnell's people are saying, well, you know, she wasn't really working all this time. She rode the government gravy train. She can't be trusted. No, no, no. You know what we need? We need a senator from Alaska who got her Senate seat from her father, literally, and has done nothing but cozy up to left-wing groups like the NEA and the AFT, who is undermining her state's energy sector. That's what Alaska needs. And they are pounding. They are spending millions and millions. They've got three different groups, two super PACs and the Senate fund. The Senate Republican fund or whatever the hell it's called. That's McConnell. You want to talk about a party that knows how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? That's, That's it. Here we are again, baby. It's 20, it's 2010, 2014, and 2016 all rolled into one. Mitch McConnell has no intention of securing that border. Mitch McConnell has no intention of repealing Obamacare. Mitch McConnell has no intention of cutting the spending. Republicans should not reelect McConnell as Senate Majority Leader. At this point, I can almost say I don't care who it is. I mean, I'd love to see it be Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, Marco Rubio. Anybody but McConnell and Graham. Is there anybody out there that's undermining conservatives more than McConnell right now? Anybody? The Hill has a piece out today saying that the relationship between Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell is frayed. Now, I don't know. I want to be wrong about McCarthy. But we've got a Republican Pez dispenser, don't we? One Speaker of the House after another. Ineffective. Refuses to fight with the left, goes along to get along. Tells we're always. We? Ah, we're gonna be a bipartisan. How do you how do you find common ground? Where's the where's the bipartisan? Where's the bipartisan position on defund the police? Where is that? Where's the bipartisan position on the open border? Where is it? Where's the middle ground there? We have a legal immigration system. People are to to the tune of two million per year, if not more, are violating it. Where's the middle ground? We've got crime rates that are out of control in the major cities. Where's the middle ground? How do you negotiate with someone who thinks it's appropriate to send men dressed up as female strippers? We should stop calling them drag queens and start calling them what they really are. They dress like strippers. Would it be, and, and just before I go to break, I, I, I want an honest answer from someone who supports this whole, you know, drag thing. Would it be inappropriate to have a woman dressed like that performing the exact same routine? I want to know. Because I'm really thinking about this. My son's birthday is in a few weeks. He's going to be seven years old. And him and his friends love, and maybe it's just because of who their dads are, 80s video games. And, you know, near where I live, there's this retro 80s arcade Pac Man. Tapper, they have Tapper. When was the last time you saw Tapper? Tron. They have the original Donkey Kong and all the you know the Mario Mario franchise games. They've got Centipede, Asteroids, you name it. But maybe I should do it at Hooters. I mean, why would it be inappropriate if the if if the possibility exists that him and his friends might be exposed to a drag show? Why would it be inappropriate for me to take them out for chicken nuggies at Hooters? I mean, it's just, you know, a sports bar, right? More than a mouthful. Why would that be inappropriate? At this point in our history, why would why would it why would it be inappropriate for me to have a birthday, a birthday party for a group of six and seven-year-old boys at Hooters? Wine's patriot 695 957 2874 Maybe the Tilted Kilt or any other restaurant for that matter. We do have a place near us called Satin Dolls. If you used to watch the show The Sopranos, it was called the Bada Bing. Maybe they could open early in the day. You know, put out sodas, not go full nude. Would that be inappropriate? Why would that be inappropriate? I mean, if the performers had, you know, male genitalia, you'd call it a drag show.